0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hockey at the Rock. Uh, Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, and I hope Lewis and all his little friends listening during their lunch are doing great. Uh, preemptively, get out of my room if you're not supposed to be there. Anyway! And do your homework! Do your homework. Alright, so, we're here in a much better mood, obviously, as I'm sure all of the listeners are, because it is now a best of three series. That's right, after the doom and gloom that was the first two uh slaughters in New Jersey by the Rangers. The Devils went to Madison Square Garden, clawed out some wins, and returned to New Jersey with a whole new perspective. And uh when I say clawed out some wins, it, they really, really buckled down and had to grind out some serious efforts. Um especially defensively given the first two games in Jersey.
0: Absolutely Dan. I mean both the games were your classic examples of what playoff hockey is What is is what what is playoff hockey? It's super tight, super tense, very intense, but at the same time, nobody wants to make the big mistake. That was Game 3 and Game 4, and I'm happy to say that the New Jersey Devils pulled out an overtime win in Game 3, 2-1, oh, so
1: and then they awesome. pulled
0: off a 2-1 win and added in an empty netter for a much more comfortable-looking 3-1 win uh, in Game 4 to tie up the series. So... All the questions about, oh, can the Devils handle the tough games? Can they handle the tight games? How will they respond to two games where they got absolutely decisively and uh, most definitely destroyed by our hated rivals? The answer is defense.
1: Yeah, the emotional uh, counterpunch has been quite strong. The narrative of exactly who you just mentioned, Akira Shmid, a rookie goaltender coming in, um, winning these two games in such a big pressure moment, but also the way he looked doing it, it did not feel for a second like he was feeling any pressure when we learned in post-game interviews that he was. And it, it would be impossible for him not to, but, man, did he not show it in his play, in his demeanor? Um, the team just looked more confident in front of him. And for different reasons, the overtime win in Game 3 and, you know, Game 4 itself – there were good things to take out of each of them, but it got the series is getting progressively better for the Devils. And in game yes. three, again, you lose that game down three-nothing is a cavernous deficit. That's something that is so rare to come back from and especially the demoralizing way that you would have lost that third one. But getting that one win, that belief, seemed to kind of spark the Devils into remembering, well, I say the Devils, spark the coaches into remembering what made this team successful the entire regular season. The penalty kill has been ridiculous since the games in New Jersey. This speed has been much more emphasized. The Devils' hit rate has gone down, actually, per game. It makes sense that a team that is not built for hitting did not do well in playing hockey when they were focused on
0: hitting not only that dan but the other team stopped getting as many power plays to you know feast on the devils and and more importantly the devils were able to just you know focus on what mattered more because as i said in our last show the devils were trying to play a hockey game that just didn't exist game three was still a problem in that sense because there was still plenty of beefs plenty of scrums plenty of nonsense um a Little bit of diving from our hated rivals, but it's still a completely third separate referee crew that had reason to, you know, foul, you know, call it on the devils. And as much as we could have said, oh, you know, they missed this call, they missed that call, they missed Goudreau with a jaw shot, they missed, uh, you know, Braden Schneider not checking down, uh, Timo Meyer into Igor Shosturkin, even though earlier Ryan Graves got hit with a cross check on Vincent Trocheck. Um, you know, yeah, there were missed calls, but at the same time. That doesn't mean you're allowed to foul guys. So, but I would call game three is sort of what, think of a guy digging out of a hole or digging a tunnel. Like game three was
1: an absolute must win. I don't think game four was a must win. It was like, it would be really, really great if you did. And you could come back if you didn't. But game three was like, if you you lose this,
0: it's over. Yeah. And, And to be fair, there were still a lot of the flaws from the first two games in that third game. It wasn't until as the game went on into overtime where we started to see the devils open things up more often. And lo and behold, their overtime winner from Dougie Hamilton was led by a great exit from Dawson Mercer, a great two on two rush uh, by Jesper Bratt and Nico Heischer mm-hmm. and Dougie Hamilton activating the, the, our hated rivals committed the sin of collapsing too deep even though it was effectively four on four in the zone, VC took a forever and a half to get changed. So Panarin, when he came on, he was like, oh, they got it in hand. Not knowing that if he hustled back, maybe he would have done something to Hamilton. But Hamilton came into the scene, had acres of space. And because Dougie Hamilton is very good at shooting the puck, he saw that Barclay Goodrow is not very much of a soccer goalie. And for whatever reason, Shesterkin turned into a 1990s prototypical QMJHL-developed goaltender. He's in the butterfly arm, you know, gloves stuck to the side of it to, to his left. And, you know, he might as well held up a sign that said, shoot it over my shoulder. It's open. And Ducky did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those types of plays where the Devils are creating space for activation of defensemen, creating space to keep offenses alive and to catch the other team in situations that they weren't fully expecting. It was a classic. It was a great overtime winner. It was a great play. I detailed it on the site, but, uh, That was what I'm going to call as the breakthrough moment because we got to see more of those types of plays being generated in game four. So even though the shot count was very low, the Devils were still able to generate a lot of high danger chances and more scoring chances than our hated rivals because the Devils were able to create those spaces through the neutral zone, win extra pucks and early enough exits to push forward. And that meant a much, much more obvious to the eye uh devil's victory where their performance was a lot more like what we've seen throughout the entire season as opposed to the first three games of the series yeah so again
1: with that game the devils were growing just you can see them getting more confident as it goes on and especially uh when the game is tied by Trocek in the third period, it's a moment where you easily could have cowered. You easily could say, OK, well, we've woken up a sleeping giant of some kind. No, the next couple of rushes, the Devils were right back in the Rangers zone attacking the net. They, they were not deterred no. at all. This and, one and, felt and, like a deserved result. And again, um, now that we've had two goal uh, Devils defensemen score goals in consecutive playoff games with Siegenthaler wiring one, um off the post and then maybe one of the most satisfying pings from a devil's perspective we've ever heard um do you remember the trivia question from this game i i I love this fact it had me reminiscing a little bit what was the trivia question dan the last devil's defenseman to score an overtime playoff goal before dougie hamilton Ooh, that's
0: a good one was it was it bryce salvador Ooh, it that's a very good guess it was brian rafalski Oh, okay. It was even further back because I know Salvador went on a scoring tear yeah. in 2012, um, unbeknownst to ever. ever. And, and speaking of Salvador, he was just as pumped as anybody on the broadcast in game form after the post-game interview with Meyer. Yeah, oh, no, no, not with Meyer. It was Siegenthaler, wrong Swiss man. Uh, he oh, he practically cut him off and he said, "Yeah, we're going to get two more wins, baby. Like
1: <laughs> how about Ellie? You're not out
0: there. How about LA? LA? the reporting
1: from Ryan Novazinski of NJ.com? Uh, Patrick Elias walking into the locker room. I won't repeat what he was saying, but man, he was seemed excited. Uh, yeah. It's good. And again, all of this can turn on a dime. We've seen how quickly the, um, yeah. you know, the momentum of games, the momentum of a series, the emotional uh, ebb and flow can go in the playoffs. We are completely different than we were a week ago, uh, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. And, you know, right. I can't imagine what the players are feeling, but that being said, you have to make sure you take this and translate it home you've been of destroyed course. there twice it is yes. so important to be able to go on the road not staring down elimination yet again it's a great lesson that they've been learning and now it's about finding the consistency to keep winning playoff series so yeah. can they show us what you know at home what they have showed on the road and all year long they showed it on the road this team is one of the most resilient um we've really ever seen of the devils certainly uh but again can they translate that home can they make the last line change actually matter because it feels like right. that one advantage that you get has been completely useless
0: well i wouldn't say useless i will say to the credit of not that i would like to give credit to our hated rivals but again if you look at the stats for game between game three and game four right mm-hmm. and i've got this on screen at naturalstattrick.com. dot you're you're very good. You're a preferred site for stats and such. Uh Game three, Um, in all situations, I'm going to include the power plays, I'm going to include the penalty kills, and even overtime, although mm-hmm. overtime's five on five in the playoffs now. So anyway, Devils were heavily outshot in this game, 28 to 36. Th- chances were a little closer at 32 to 38, and then the Devils led in high danger chances, 15 to 12. Now, keep in mind, these are Chances include attempts, so you could still miss the net like Artemi Panarin seemingly did on every power play in that game, (laughs) uh, which he did. Um, Our hated rivals generated four expected goals in in game three, and the Devils generated 3.63. That's both an improvement of the Devils because they were held to less than three XG in games one and game two, even when the game was completely out of doubt and you would expect the Devils to throw everything forward, but they just didn't. the Devils were clawing their way through, and, you know, they scored two goals. So credit to Shusterkin. He did well um, to stop that. It also speaks to Schmied's excellent night because he made yeah. not only a lot of saves, but, you know, he 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 saved three goals above expected. He absolutely goalied our hated rivals. Yeah. Um, but here's the key. Game four, the Devils just kept our hated rivals to very little. Uh, they In all situations, that is, that's including three power plays, Dan. That's including... You know, you know, having pulling the extra skater with two minutes left, thanks to a very dumb icing by Andrej Palat. That's that's including all the different permutations that Gerard Galat was throwing out there. And this is in spite of the fact that our hated rivals pretty much had an ironclad game plan in game one, game two, and the majority of game three, where they kept the Devils from being in the middle of the ice, slowed them down, forced them to play a more methodical style with a more concert with their more conservative approach. The Devils held him to just 1.74 XGA in all situations, which is really low, considering, you know, our hated rivals have, you know, Panarin, Tarasenko, who's actually been good in this series, Zibonijan, um, Kreider, who also has been very good in this series, Patrick Kane, who has been more effective than I honestly expected, considering I see him as like uh, Peter Sikora, Peter Sakura's return to the Devils—if you remember him from 2012—uh, yeah. but Kane's been a little more effective than that. You know, they have Adam Fox. You know, they got Jacob Truba, Like they have the—they have the guns, so to speak. Um, this—this this explains why Gerard Gallant was very unhappy with his team's performance after Game Four, calling him lazy, calling him, um, saying they weren't focused. Um, and credit to the Devils—they kept it going. They generated 3.6 expected goals. They scored three with the empty netter. So again, Shostakin did all right. Um, I still think he should have stopped the Siegenthaler shot, uh, but hey, good. I'm glad I'm he did it. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he not also fun. probably should have done better on Jack Hughes's breakaway. Oh, we forgot to mention, Dan. Oh. Jack Hughes has had his fingerprints all over this, over the games in Madison Square Garden.
1: Scoring Dan. left and right, he. Uh, I mean, he owns Igor Shosturkin. I mean, what else can you really say about he the situation? He
0: bombed an important power play goal to tie it up in Game Three. Yep. And then um, in Game Four. You know, so the the quote unquote kid line. I, I don't like calling them kids because they're a little more than half my age, so they ain't that kids, uh, kid friendly. But um, Lafreniere put a put a tip in on net. Shimi made the stop, but the puck was loose in the crease. Deegan mm-hmm. taller had the presence of mind to pitchfork the puck away, but do so in a way that it got past Adam Fox, but allowed Jack Hughes the big deal to get onto it. He takes it in, shows Shisterkin about three or four deeks, and then goes around him just like he, you know, he's a scrub goalkeeper from the second division of Belgian soccer. Like, like Shesterkin statistically is very good, Dan, and he is a very talented goaltender. But we're not seeing the Shisterkin of last season at all. We're not seeing yeah. Sturkin being all that great. And, you know, it brings to mind one of the things I'm a little concerned about, but at the same time encouraged about with the next set of games in this series is that we could see a real bad game from just real soon. Yeah. And the devils could just blow him up and, you know, really feel good about their ways going forward. Or alternatively, Sturkin maybe can play up to his previous reputation and show that he's not, you know, a second banana to Ilya Sorokin, and not a second banana to Henrik Lundqvist, and not a second banana to Mike Richter, and you know whomever else you want to name. Um, he's looking like an upgraded Glenn Healy at this moment. Um, actually, that's not fair. That's not fair to Glenn Healy. I apologize to Mister. But Haley. again, like, but the, the point devil- is, is that the <laughs> Devils have kept have really opened up their game, whereas the New York Rangers have sagged for some inexplicable reason in Game Four yeah and and it's almost a question of like Gallant, why did you change your game plan but it's not um, like he's not making saves at all like i, I yeah, just to true. reiterate
1: like it's not the devils are getting plenty of chances and he's still making good saves he's this is true he's letting some uncharacteristic things in maybe but mm-hmm. he's still making plenty of good saves like this, this is true. still a better than average goalie by a long shot this is true you're right i'm being a
0: hater you're absolutely right Dan. Like and they're and, doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, the, the issue with our hated rivals, and this is the thing that devils need to keep in mind truly for game five. And I'll put the hate away. I'll put on my logical hat here. Yeah. 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 Is the fact that our hated rivals really have not done a very good job at getting the puck towards, you know, towards Schmeed, towards the front of the net and granted in games one and game two, they didn't have to, because they scored a bunch of power play goals they got some tip-ins. They already had a lead. So, you know, they they you know didn't have the pressure to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. In the last two games, you know, the Devils have done an excellent job uh protecting their house, so to speak. Say what you want about Ryan Graves, say what you want about Damon Severson. say what you want about uh Dougie Hamilton, but they all have done the job. And uh, Kevin Ball has done a fantastic job too. So it's really important for the Devils to be mindful because already the press is starting to put on a little more heat on Mr. Panarin and Mr. Zibanejad. They have yet to score a goal in this series, and they're two of, they are the two top scorers on our hated rivals. Um, You know, Nico Heisher
1: doesn't have a goal yet, so.
0: No, but he created. He created. He created the game-winning goal. Game. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I'm just <laughs> saying. If he also nearly scored also a third,
1: deep. but uh, he crashed into Shosturkin instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah um. Yeah. Nevertheless, the they're def- all due. Like you know, let's let's just settle that right now. Everyone's
0: due all the time. It's fine. E- except for Jack Hughes. He's and Kreider. Those two are like those two are inevitable. Yeah. 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 But the point is, is that the Devils really need to make an emphasis on keeping their defensive structure alive. Keep doing what you're doing on defense and if you're able to do that you're you'll not only make the game easier for Schmied you'll also make the game tougher for our hated rivals cuz it's one of those things where despite the experience despite you know the fact that they can say we've been in this situation before they've also been in this in situations where they blew a two game lead in a series mm-hmm. and you know the more that you can clamp down on them and keep them to, from doing what they, whatever they want to do and the more you can able to push back and counterattack and activate your defensemen like you're like you did in game 4, like the devils have done all season, like the devils have done it in the season against our hated rivals for four games, you'll start planting more seeds of doubt and that's only going to be to the devils benefit. So the devils yeah. have a real opportunity not just to um you know, take the series lead tomorrow night at at the Prudential Center, but they have a real chance to really put the screws to our hated rivals. I think the pressure is truly on them. And the more they get frustrated, the more it plays into the devil's hands. I think if if our hated rivals start getting frustrated, they're going to get away from playing this conservative way. They're going to get away from doing what's been so successful with them in the first two games. And if the devil's power play can wake up a little bit, Dan, you know, they could really punish our hated rivals in a big way tomorrow night. I mean, they
1: could really punish anyone if they continue doing this the way they are. So really, really encouraging stuff to see. And hopefully they can. Uh, you know continue to make themselves known in the playoffs so there's already more playoff wins than they've had in a single season in since in 2012 yeah exactly um, <laughs> awesome uh that's already good because we feared last week that that may be a possibility to
0: not happen Remember no, that I, everybody yeah, yeah and to be fair to i have to give credit to lindy ruff you know he he finally whether it's because management told he him read to read twitter Shane. and sat miles wood well, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know if it was so much management or Ruff finally realized, yeah, this bonksome head strategy isn't going to fly in twenty twenty three. Well, he also mentioned that's
1: why he sat him. He sat him because of offensive zone, like lack of responsibility. He said this. Yeah. And, and it's, so... not just
0: the, it's not just the penalties either. Like Wood is a guy that just he just does whatever he wants. He doesn't He's got really no plan. Well. No, he, he has very little hockey IQ, if you want to use a uh, scouting term. Um <laughs> Yeah. So sitting wood for game three was a big help, even though Curtis Lazar is not going to give you any offense. He's not going to hurt you either. Yep. And game four, yes, he took a holding penalty, but that was a really soft holding call. That's not really really something I'm too concerned about. But Lazar was perfectly okay. And that's an upgrade over whatever Miles Wood was doing in game one and game two. Mm -hmm. Brendan Smith has been taken out for Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler more than rewarded that effort. Huge, <laughs> with a huge game. Game four, possibly the best game in his young career so far. And Kevin Ball again. I have to emphasize this guy's looking way better. Three months ago, I would have said flip a coin between him and Nikita yuck. You know, yeah. The, the, yeah. statistically, oh, eyesight, whatever method you want to do, they they look like pretty much the same. Same except Ball was big and yuck was mean. Um, No, Ball has grown by leaps and bounds over the past two months, and. Yeah, uh, sorry to Mr. Smith. Um, ball's better than you and should be in the lineup over you. Like, it just he, should be.
1: I mean, he has been. looked some of the most, like, he's looked among all the players, like, one of the most playoff-ready ones. I mean, he, he has barely made mistakes. He's physical. He's holding off two Rangers at once in moments. He's not a, like, he He's, he's not really, taking calls? Yeah. Like, he, he's really just, like, very, very solid mistake-free hockey so far, which is. I mean, what a trade. We talked about this. The trade, uh, the Taylor Hall trade, what it's done for the devil. Yeah, it it turned out to be a real big
0: boon. Yeah. Mercer,
1: Siegenthaler, uh, Ball, all products of that trade.
0: Exactly. That was one of those trades that ended up being better over time.
1: And yeah, oh, Meyer, I guess, too, you can say, right?
0: To to a degree. Yeah. I mean, it's a credit to Fitzgerald for making those moves happen and for, you know, making the best of the situation. I think a lot of people myself included can get on a gm or a management of a team by saying oh you know you didn't make this good deal you didn't get what you could but that doesn't preclude that you can't do anything going forward or that you can't make the most of your picks the mercer pick ended up being a great pick at the time and you know he hasn't done much in the series dan mercer i think along with Pilat has been one of the more disappointing devils in the Meyer, too i
1: mean but by productivity uh, Ma- measures
0: meyer but
1: by play
0: he's great yeah, Myers at least is involved. He's shooting the puck. He's, oh, he's, he's driving play. He's, he's, he's driving physical, play.
1: but now, I mean, we got him for the productivity, right? Like this is time. Yeah, exactly. This Meyers, would be the time.
0: Yeah, the thing with Mercer is that outside of his excellent clearance that led to the overtime winning goal in game three, Mercer really hasn't done, a, done much of anything. He's not shooting the puck. He's not, on, yeah. not in good situations. Granted, Lindy Ruff has been switching lines up left, right, and center, even in game four. Uh, Since he shortened the bench to, uh, you know, not play Lazar and Nathan Bastion all that much. But uh, Mercer and Tatar and and Palat, they're they're just kind of rotating and none of them are really sticking with anybody all that well. Like they're not doing well enough to warrant, you know, keeping a line intact. Um, But, you know, that's at the same time you could flip that around to say, hey, once Mercer gets some shots going, it starts Mm -hmm. getting getting. Getting into spaces, he's doing. He's getting to the net more often to do something with the puck instead of without the puck. You might start seeing some more stuff from Mercer, um, and from Tatar, and and honestly from Pilat, who, at the very least, he got his first goal in over twenty games. Yeah, with the empty netter, um, he also saved a goal too. Akira Schmidt had a real he had a near accident in the third period where uh, he held the puck at the at the left post. It looked like he had it, and then it squirted through. Thankfully, it didn't go over the goal line. Pilat just flung it away before, you know, an easy 2-2 game. Uh, so I guess Pilat, you know, is starting to pull his value a little bit up because he's been terrible. Uh, but uh, getting the empty net goal may feel make him feel a little bit more confident and hopefully gets him, quote-unquote, going. Because if that could happen, um, that only helps the Devils going forward. If the Devils can start getting more results and more volume on Shostarkin, you'll start seeing the points from a brat. From a Hamilton, from a Palat, from a Meyer, from a Tatar, from from anybody for that matter, not just the big deal, who continues to deny the haters and losers, of which there are many in Manhattan. God,
1: he is simply the most dynamic offensive player we've seen at this age.
0: He continues to throw body checks on Chris <laughs> in Kreider. Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, it's
1: Just hitting Kreider every single second, and it's so entertaining because they're good hits too.
0: Yeah, Kreider's not a small dude, and, and they're legal, too. Like, funnily enough, that overtime winner really started with a solid, you know, no no frills body check by Jesper Brott on Tyler Mott. Um, you know, I mean, that's the type of hitting the Devils really did more of in Game 3 and Game 4. It was less, we need to go, you know, rock your world and try to get intimidated. Like, the our hated rivals are not intimidated. They're just Mm -hmm. not. So they, they got away from that. They got away from the scrums. They got away from the nonsense in game four and lo and behold, only three penalties, one of which was a clearance over the glass. So, you know, don't do that. Um, And the devils played more of their game. Um, That's the devils just really just need to keep doing what they're doing. That's the benefit. Our hated rivals are in the position where they need to figure out what are we not doing? Why did we change it in game four? And if we do make these changes, are the devils going to punish us? That's so I why guess, the is uh, on them. I would agree with that. I
1: think, you know, the, with more experience and having won the first two games. But again, everybody knows it's a three-game series now. Everyone's yes. got a renewed perspective on it. Everyone is ready to uh, get right back into it um, tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. I think I'll be able to post this even the night of. So, um, you know... As we look forward to tomorrow, just keep in mind, we've seen ebbs and flows in all directions here, whether the Devils win or don't win. um, You never know what could happen the rest of the series. And so yeah, there's I think still just, a lot of hockey left. Yeah. And so I think at that point, we'll just catch you after the series ends one way or another. But right. as usual, thank you all for listening. The fans well, who went to MSG. Oh, by yes. the way.
0: Yes. Let's credit the fans that went to MSG.
1: Good job. Very Great job. job. We heard you. We heard you on TV. You sounded marvelous and beautiful in the
0: moonlight. Yeah. Else and start. Well, I do just want to highlight what the schedule is. Okay. So tomorrow is game five. It's a 7.30 start. Um, there is local television. You want to watch MSGSN because say what you want about Bill Spalding and Ken Danico. Why would you subject yourself to Joe Micheletti and Sam Rosen on MSG? Mm-hmm. And if you're out of market, ESPN2, SN360, which is Sportsnet, and uh, TVAS2, if you're in Quebec, um, they'll have the game as well. So you do have ESPN coverage. Saturday's game, Game 6, because there is going to be a Game 6, thanks to the Devils winning both games, uh, is going to be at the world's most overrated arena. Once again, ABC only national television only 8 p.m start we'll see what the other series are doing that might be one of the few games on saturday but that's going to be an abc only game which means if you want to hear ken danico and bill spaulding call another devil's game and and personally i i hope in a sense they don't because that would mean there's a game seven <laughs> that game seven is on monday that will be at the prudential center at the rock it will be I selfishly, Dan, I want the Devils to win the next two games. So we don't have to consider this possibility. I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. I've been to game sevens before. They're not fun. They're both fun and not fun experiences. one well, in 2003, uh, was pretty fun. I had a good time. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> um, nevertheless, uh, if they if the series does go to seven. And that's kind of where the benefit of the Devils here. They, just, they if they win tomorrow night, then they have two shots to get one more win. Mm. Um, game seven would be on May 1st. That's a Monday night. That will most likely be you know, local television and national coverage as well, just like with games five, game, games one, three, I'm sorry, one, two, four, and five. So that's the upcoming schedule. We will know very, very soon what the fate of this series is. Already, this is more successful than 2018. Lindy Ruff is better than John Hines. I, I don't think that was in dispute, but there we go. Um, Schmid has absolutely took the mantle away from Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> jack hughes is awesome the haters need to you know take the l and um we go forward and let's hope for the best in the next two games all
1: right so uh as always from us to not just the fans at msg this time but to all the fans that are listening thank you so much you enable us to keep doing this and we're all looking forward to uh hopefully the devil's winning the next two games so we'll join you on the other end of this first round playoff series hopefully previewing the second round but if not we'll see what happens then let's go devils
0: go devils